We're going to discuss tonight a topic which is somewhat controversial, also at the same time not as well known, <clears throat> not as not as well known as it might be, and something which is of significant practical application, and that and that has to do with the laws of working on cholamoid. In general, in a certain sense, although the technical aspects of malachan cholamoid are less complicated than they are on Shabbos and Yom Tov. We don't have all, for example, all the complex halachas of Borer and Muktza and Tchum. On the other hand, the, the, the fundamental definition of what you're allowed to do and what you're not allowed to do on Cholomoid is surprisingly, uh, is surprisingly not well-defined in certain areas. Can you, can you carry your wallet outside on Shabbos? Can you drive a car on Cholomoid? Can, can you drive your car on Cholomoid? Can you take a pleasure trip? In particular, we're going to focus on two questions tonight that are, are that are of extreme, extremely practical, extremely relevant to pretty much all of us. And and those questions are: number one, are you allowed to work on Cholamoid if you have vacation days available and you could choose to take vacation on Cholamoid and give up your vacation that you planned some other time of the year, but you have the vacation time? To take on Cholamoid, do you have to take vacation on Cholamoid, or 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 uh, or are you allowed to work and save the vacation for another time of the year? And second, in terms of recreational activities, can you go apple picking on Cholamoid, fishing? Can you take a pleasure drive, and so on? In order to understand what the issues are here, we're going to have to first summarize. We're going to have to first go through briefly the general background, the framework of what type of malacha is permitted and what type is prohibited on Cholamoid. And then we're going to discuss how these rules apply to these two cases, the question of working on Cholamoid as opposed to taking vacation, and uh, recreational activities that involve work, like fruit picking and so on. And we'll consider, these are both shallows that are discussed primarily by contemporary postkim, postkim of the last uh, half century, century or so. And uh, we'll, we'll see what they have to say about these activities. So... Basically, what's Asr and what's Mutter on Cholamoid? There, there, there's a famous idea, Rabbi Chaim Jachter quotes it in the name of Rav Salavechik, that Cholamoid has the same Kedusha as Yom Tov. The difference is that certain Malacha is Mutter, more Malacha is Mutter, more, the more Malacha than is Mutter on Shabbos and Yom Tov is Mutter, is mutter on, uh, on Cholamoid. You're supposed to dress in Big Day Shabbos and Yom Tov on uh, on Cholamoid. It's common in more yeshivish circles. Um, in other ways, you're supposed to eat. You're supposed to have uh, some say even supposed to drink wine and have meat on Cholamoid. But in general, Malacha is the one area where Cholamoid is clearly less stringent than Yom Tov. And of course, we know that there are many many things we wouldn't dream of doing on Yom Tov that we do all the time on, uh, that we do all the time on, on Cholamoid. We, we drive places on Cholamoid. We, uh, we buy things in stores on Cholamoid, and so on. So, on the other hand, not all malacha is mutter on Cholamoid. We have an entire mesechta, we have, we have, entire, we have an entire mesechta discussing, uh, mesechta's beya discusses what's mutter, uh, two mesechtas and shas, beya and moed katan, discussing what's mutter on uh, Particularly Moed Katan, what 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 what's mutter on Cholamoid as opposed to Yom Tov, and as Rabbi Jachter summarizes, we have five basic heterim of malacha on Cholamoid. You're allowed to do things that are davar ha'avet. You're allowed to do things to avoid loss. If something is going to break or something is going to deteriorate, you're going to lose money if you don't do something. You're allowed to do it. 
you're allowed to do malacha for the need for for chalamoid or yamtov. You're allowed you're allowed, you're allowed to go to the store and buy food for yamtov. You're allowed to go to a tree and pick off an apple to eat on chalamoid because or yamtov because that's malacha for yamtov. So the first two etarim have to do with the purpose of the malacha. If the purpose is either for yamtov or chalamoid itself or to avoid a loss, th- th- those are both mutter. There are two other heterim, which there are two other heterim, both of which have to do with, uh, both of which have to do with the purpose. Uh, an ani someone who's poor and doesn't have enough money to support himself uh, for yantov, is allowed to do work like a tailor or a shoemaker. He's allowed to do some work in order to earn money to, for things he needs on yantov. So also ultimately the heter is for the sake of yantov. You're allowed to do things for the sake of the of the the tzibur, the community. Rabbi Jachter says that Rafershel Shachter and Mordechai Willig allowed him to do Erev design work. He was doing, he was designing a public Erev, an Erev for a community. That's considered work for the sake of a community, for com- a communal need. That's also Mutran Chalamoid. And the fifth point is Masahedyot. You're allowed to do Malacha that's not Masa Uman, that's not expert artisan class work. You're allowed to do makeshift. You're allowed to do uh, basic Masahedyot. You're allowed to do on, on Chalamoid. Now, what the definition of Maise Hedyot is and Maise Uman is a little tricky. The Gemara has different examples about Mishnah, the Gemara different examples about sewing, uh, neat, uh, commercial-grade sewing as opposed to amateurish sewing. But writing, writing is a famous example. We're Machmer like a Trumas Adeshen who says that writing is considered Maise Uman. It's stricter than Maise Hedyot because it's a skill. Today, most people are literate. In first world countries, certainly most people are trained as, as uh, when they're quite young to write. So you can challenge the Truma Sedeshin, but the Truma Sedeshin says that writing is considered Maise Uman. So even if you, even if you want to write for Yontif, we don't do it because it's, uh, it's a Maise Uman. So Maise Uman, Maise Hedyot is another one of the, is another one of the, another one of the axes of Heter and Isser. Now, Many posts can say that the only type of malacha which is usur in the first place is uh, is usur if there's some tercha. So like the example I gave before of carrying your wallet, even if you're not doing it for a specific yantif need, if, if it's natural, it just comes up in the ordinary course of things, there's no real tercha involved, turning on a light, turning off a light, even if it isn't necessarily for yantif, usually it will be, but even if it's not for yantif, there's no real tercha involved, even though on Shabbos it would still be usur, and yantif would still be usur, but on Chalamoid, if there's no, if there's no tercha at all, then some say it's mutter if it's part of the normal course of going about your daily activities. You don't have to empty out your car or empty out your wallet of everything which is not strictly necessary for yantiv. Some say that's okay. That's, I think, the common practice. On the other hand, if there's a lot of tircha, if there's excessive tircha, even if it is for yantiv, you're not allowed to do certain types of malachas. The beginning of Moed Katan has a lot of details about this, something which involves a great deal of effort. Even if it will be Dabr Havad, or even if it will be for yantiv, you're not allowed to do it. If there's a lot of tircha involved, if, even if it'll be Dabr Havad, I think even if it's for yantiv, Maisa Uman, we said in Allah to do artisan class work. Another one of the key, the key uh, stringent rules is Mechavein Malach Telemoid. You're not allowed to deliberately, you're not allowed to deliberately schedule work, even if it's Dabr Ha'avid, even if it's for Yom Tov, you're not allowed to deliberately schedule work for Chalamoid. So even if it's work that otherwise would be Mutter, you can't deliberately schedule it for Chalamoid. The first question we're going to discuss tonight, which is working on Chalamoid when you have vacation available, it hinges on two of these criteria. One of them is the Dover Ha'avid criterion, and the other is the Mechavin Melach Telemoid criterion. So the, the basic rules are as follows. 
you're not allowed to do work on Yom Tov if it's not for Cholamoid, if it's, uh, you're not allowed to do work on Cholamoid, unless you have one of these specific heterim, of which one of the common ones is Dover HaOved. Post can discuss whether not losing money, avoiding the losses, Dover HaOved, what about getting in on a sale, which is not so common, how big of a sale does it have to be? Post can discuss a lot about what Dover HaOved is. Everyone agrees that losing your job is Dover HaOved. Everyone agrees if you don't come into work, they're going to fire you. That is certainly Dover HaOved. Simply losing that day's compensation is not Dover HaOved. If you have the option of working without pay, and it won't affect your career, and it won't lose your job, post can generally say you have to do that. You have to come in and work without, you have to, you have to stay home and work and uh, forfeit pay. If, I'm sorry, not work without pay. If you have the option of uh, unpaid leave, if you can take off and not get paid, you'll simply forfeit those days, the pay for those days, but you'll still have your job when you come back. It won't affect your career, and so on. Everyone agrees that you're not allowed to work on Cholamoid. When Chazal said you're not allowed to work, they understood that you're going to lose your, you're going to lose your income from that day. And that's nevertheless usher. Unless, unless it's, again, someone doesn't have enough, enough money to provide food for Yom Tov, a poor person who doesn't have enough food for Yom Tov itself is allowed to work. But in general, the fact that you're going to forfeit compensation for not working on Yom Tov, that is certainly not a heter. So if someone has the ability to take unpaid leave, he certainly has to do that, assuming it won't affect his career. The general heter most people rely on, people who work on Cholamoi, the general heter they rely on is Dover HaAvid. They say that, that it's not just a question of forfeiting compensation for those days. My, I can lose my job, or I can, my career can be hurt. Maybe, maybe, I, won't, maybe I won't be fired immediately, but I'll, uh, I'll be hampered in my ability to progress in a proper manner. Certainly losing your job is Dover HaAvid. Maybe, maybe uh, be, being stymied, being, being hindered in your career might be Dover HaAvid. But that's the main hector people have for not working, for, for, for working on Cholamoi. They say that if I don't come into work, the consequences could be significant. Not just not getting paid for taking off, but that, but that I, I'll be in trouble with my career, I'll be in trouble with my job. That is, that, that, that's considered more or less Dover Havid. That is the main hector for working on Cholamoi. So now the question is as follows. Now we deal with someone most, uh, most you know, middle class professional type jobs in the United States provide a certain amount of vacation, even paid vacation, but certainly uh, certainly vacation per year. The person has a week, has two weeks, whatever he has, <coughs> a year. So now the question is, a person has to make the following decision. He has a week or two of Cholamoid between Pesach and Sukkot throughout the year. He has a week or two vacation. Now, sometimes a person, after using his vacation for Yom Tov or for sick leave or whatever, is simply has no vacation left. And in which case, if he's going to get fired, if he doesn't come in, he's going to, that's Dover Havit. But let's say a person has vacation. Let's say a person has enough discretionary vacation, he could choose to use it for a Cholomot. And he won't have to work a Cholomot. On the other hand, he would rather take vacation during the summer. He would rather take vacation when he can go somewhere with his family and plan a... Uh, a more enjoyable vacation, and and Cholamoid, for whatever reason, is not the best, is not the optimum, the optimal time from a vacation perspective to take vacation. So now the person has a dilemma. The person says, "I can use my vacation for Cholamoid, then I won't have vacation for the summer or for whatever trip I plan to take, or I cannot use my vacation for Cholamoid, and then if I use my vacation some other time of the year, I won't have any left for Cholamoid, and then it'll be Dover Avid. I, I can't afford to, to to not come in when I don't have vacation." So, so that, that's a question which is discussed by a number of contemporary postkin. Postkin of the last half century to a century. Does a person have the right to use discretionary vacation 
for a for, for a different purpose, for a, for a different vacation, not a Cholomoid, if that means he's going to have to come in on Cholomoid. So, Poskim differ on this. There, there are a number of, there, there are several different perspectives of the Poskim. The stringent view is expressed by the Debertiner, or Ramosha Stern. The Debertiner was a, uh, was a legendary Posek in, in Barra Park in the mid-20th century. He was Hasidish, he was old-world European, but he was, uh, he was remarkably savvy in understanding of life in America. Sometimes he was, he, was, he was fairly strict and didn't have much use for, the, for American mores. He was very reactionary, very old school. But in many of his chuvas, despite all his fire-breathing, despite all his you know, irascibility sometimes, he was a very understanding and very, uh, a very understanding posik, very much not American, not, uh, not a modern Orthodox posik by any stretch of the imagination but was uh, <clears throat> very well acquainted with life in America. And he has many, many chuvas, hundreds, thousands of chuvas, hundreds of chuvas dealing with life in mid-20th century America. In volume 7 of his Be'er Moshe, Be'er Moshe has eight volumes. In volume 7 of his Be'er Moshe, he has a long string of chuvas, the whole first chunk of the Sefer, dozens of chuvas, deal with many aspects of Cholomoit. In the course of which, he has three chuvas in which he deals with this question, is a person allowed to deliberately use his vacation for a different time of the year, which, as a consequence of which, he's going to have to come in and work on, and work on Cholomoid. So as we've been explaining, this question sits at the intersection of two of the criteria we discussed earlier, Dover Harvard. Obviously, if your boss will just roll his eyes at you, but there'll be no consequences if you take off extra vacation, extra unpaid vacation, let's say, you have to do that. There's certainly no hatter just because you want to make more money. There's no hatter to work on Cholomot. But assuming that there will be adverse consequences for your job, so but now the question is, the way he looks at it, I can take vacation during the summer, then, I, then I'll have no choice, it'll be Dabr Ha'aved, I'll have to go in on Cholomot, or I can take vacation on Cholomot, and then I won't have my vacation during the summer. If I choose to deliberately schedule my vacation for the summer, he says, maybe that's called Mechavin Malach I'm deliberately structuring my, my annual schedule in such a way that I'm going to have no choice but to be forced to go in on Cholomot. Is that mutter or not? So the Ber Moshe sets up the question as follows. Dover Pashut, he says, if a person has the option of taking vacation on Cholomot, he has to do so, even if that'll forestall his opportunity to take vacation during the summer. So certainly he says if the certainly he says if he has vacation, it's Cholamoid now, he can take vacation, he has to do that. That's obvious to him. The suffix is, he says, let's say it, right now it's the summer. Last Pesach is already done. Last circus is already done. Now it's the summer. I have some vacation. If I if I take the vacation now, when it comes around next Cholamoid, I won't have the vacation days left. So can I squander, can I use my vacation now? He says. In, uh, if I know that the, in, the, in the ordinary course of things, that will mean that when it comes the next Cholomoid, the Cholomoid of the next year, I won't have any vacation left to, uh, to take. So he's already takes for granted. So he, he, under, he understands that there's potentially a difference between, between whether right now it's Yantif and I want to save my vacation for later, which is posture for him that that's us, sir, or whether the case is right now it's the summer. I, let, let, I had enough, let's say, for last year. I already took off Cholomoid last year. I just started my job now in the summer. Right now, I want to just squat, I want to just use my vacation now. Right now, it's not Yantif yet. If I use it now, then when it comes Yantif, I, I won't have enough vacation for next Cholomoid. 
that already he thinks is more of a question. He, he entertains might be more of a question. So the first question that right now it's Cholamoe, it was pushed to him, I have to take vacation right now, and I, I, I can't say I'm saving my vacation for later. If I have the vacation, I must use it now. His question was, if right now it's during the summer, and I want to take the vacation now, I know that means in the future I'm going to be stuck when it comes to the next Cholamoe, I, I won't have any vacation left. That case he wasn't totally sure about. Nevertheless, he concludes that is Usr as well. Hishavti, Usr. He says, even if that means you won't be able to go to the mountains, that's, the, that, that's what they call it in Brooklyn, they, they call it going to the mountains, the Catskills in the summer, even if, even if that means I won't be able to go El Harim to the mountains in the summer, he says that it is nevertheless Usr, that is called Mechavin Malach Talamoid. He has a long tshuva discussing the details of Mechavin Malach Talamoid, we're not going to get into all the details of his analysis, but his conclusion is, his, his beginning point and his conclusion is, that that is called Mechavin Malach Talamoid, choosing to arrange my schedule in such a way that I know I'm going to have to work, that, that I'm arranging my schedule in such a way, vacation now, and working on Cholamoid, that is usur, that's called Mechavin Malach Talamoid, that's called deliberately, consciously arranging your schedule in such a way that you're going to have to work on Cholamoid, that is usur. The one concession he makes, he says, is if you get a note from your doctor. He says, if you need the refreshing mountain air, the refreshing clean country air, for health reasons, he says, not just because in general leisure is healthy, but because you have a specific need as prescribed by a doctor, I'll pee rofim, he says, Th- then he says it's mutter. Then he says you're, then he says you're allowed to take your vacation in the summer to go up to the mountains, even if you know that that means you're going to have to work on Cholamoid. However, he reiterates, he warns you, he admonishes you, he says, but you should know, he says, you can't fool God. Hashem bochein levavos, Hashem can, uh, can investigate, and you have to be honest, he says, Hashem knows whether you have a genuine need to do that, or you're just doing it for leisure and convenience. Hashem is yodea machshvos b'nei adam, nothing is hidden from him, ein davar nistar mimenu, and v'chol arim b'das, das taravir shemayim, a person should be well aware of what he's doing, what, whether he's simply choosing to uh, indulge himself in the pleasures of this world, as opposed to keeping the Torah, and uh, you should not just say, I'm taking vacation in the summer because it's, it's more pleasant, it's more convenient, I can enjoy my vacation more. That is not a hetero, he says. In such a case, we say that the laws of Cholamoed, the halacha, mechavim malach Cholamoed, prohibits you from doing that. If you have the option of taking vacation on Cholamoed, you must do that, he says. Even, you even have to anticipate what's going to happen next Cholamoed. Certainly, he says, if it's, if it's Cholamoed now, it's pasha to him that you have to take vacation now if you have it. And even if you don't, even if it's the summer now, you're not allowed to, uh, you know, they, not, they, they have to save your vacation for Yontif, he says, unless the one exception he makes is if a person has a genuine, real medical need, uh, that uh, medical need for, the, for, for getting away to the better air of the mountains, he says, that's a hetzer. But other than that, just because you, you, you enjoy it more if you take it in the summer or for convenience, he says, that is not a hetzer. And therefore, you have to be honest when you stand before God, be honest whether you have a genuine, actual, real need to do this, or you're just doing it for convenience, in which case it is usr due to the rules of Cholamoit. He reiterates this in a, in a couple of chubas later. Again, he says, uh, Ovid Zachir, an employee, is he allowed to take his vacation in the summer if he knows that he's going to have to work uh, the next Cholamoit? Is that called Mechavin Malach Cholamoit? He says, he says, yes, he says, that is called Mechavim Lach Telemoid. That's called deliberately scheduling your work for Yantif. That's Usr. 
as I've explained at length in my earlier tshuvas. So the Debertziner represents the strict view that that saving your vacation, that taking vacation, taking vacation now in the in the summer when you know that that means you're going to have to work on Cholamoid, that is Asr. He brings, in the, in the course of his tshuva, I don't have this in the handouts, but in the course of his tshuva, he brings from Rav Sternbach, or Moshe Sternbach, in Moad Muzmanim, who brings, who brings in the name of the Chazanish. The Chazanish talks about a case where, where, where the government mandates specific, you know, Israel is a more socialist country, the, the government mandates that employees be given specific vacation, the be given vacation, and the vacation be given during the summer. They, the government mandates summer vacation for its employees, and he has to pay them for that. That's paid vacation. And now the, the, the workers want to say, well, we also want to get off on Cholamoid as well, because the Torah says we shouldn't have to work on Cholamoid. So the, the Chazonish can say that the, for me to give you a second vacation, a second, uh, a second amount, so certainly if they want to take unpaid vacation, that's fine. He should let them off and they should take unpaid vacation. But if the workers now want to take one, want, want to demand paid vacation, he says, he says the, that they, they have no right to do. They, they should forego the government-mandated summer vacation and take their paid vacation. I'll call them out. He says if they don't want to do that, if they, want to, if they want to demand their rights according to the law to get paid vacation during the summer specifically and demand paid vacation on Yom Tov, they have no right to do that. The Chazanish says that the workers are doing wrong. The workers should take their paid vacation on Cholamoid instead of the summer. But the, the Chazanish also seems to be assuming, if they don't, if they insist on taking the... If they insist on taking the summer paid vacation, then the employer can say, "Look, I can't afford to give you a second paid vacation. If you don't want to come on a Cholamoid, I'm gonna uh, that that I'm going to uh, I'm not going to pay you because he says that I, I, I can make you work. If you want to get paid, I can make you work because that's Dover Harvard for, for me to for me to uh, for me to uh, pay you and have you not work a second time of the year. That that's Dover Harvard. But but in general, he says ideally, if the post, if the if the workers are doing the right thing." They should agree to take their paid vacation on Cholamoid, not during the summer. So again, the, the Debertziner says that's similar to his position. If the worker has a choice about when to take vacation, according to Torah law, he's obligated to take it on Cholamoid in order to avoid having to... Uh, he, he can't simply take it when he pleases. If, if that'll mean that he is going to have... then going to have a double Ha'avid to work on Cholamoid, that's called Mechavrim Lach Cholamoid. That's called deliberately arranging your schedule in such a way that you're going to have to work on Cholamoid, and that is Usser. That is the position of the Debertiner and several others, maybe Moshe Sternbach and the Chazonish. That is the position of the Be'er Moshe. An opposing position, at least somewhat somewhat different position, is that of Moshe Feinstein. Moshe Feinstein, of course, is an even more important, more authoritative posik from the same time period, also named Moshe, also from New York, but obviously a uh, more authoritative figure. He's we we don't have we don't have his actual tshuva Negros Moshe. As far as I know, it hasn't been printed in Negros Moshe. His tshuva was printed in a sefer that was uh, in a sefer that was published several decades ago, about forty years ago, by Rabbi David Zucker and Moshe Francis, a sefer on Cholamoid, where they spoke to Moshe about various questions, and he and he gave them a tshuva. They apparently published uh, his opinion, he, he reviewed it and edited it slightly. He's, Ramosha's quoted, Ramosha Feinstein is quoted as saying as follows, a salaried employee is allowed to take a vacation in the summer when he has a reason to do so, like going to the mountains. 
even if he knows he's going to have to work a cholamoid. That's not called mechavrim lach cholamoid. So unlike the Debertziner who says that choosing to take vacation in the summer is is called mechavrim lach cholamoid, unless you really have to, unless for medical reasons you have to, Ramosha says a reason, like you want to go to the mountains, that's enough of a reason. The Debertziner says that's not enough of a reason. Hashem is bochein levavos, he knows whether you have a real reason or not. Ramosha seems to say that that is a legitimate reason, as long as that's a, a concrete reason, not just you're, you're not just blowing off Kolomoed for no reason, as long as you have a, a real reason, even if it's not uh, an absolute necessity, Ramosha seems to say, again, we don't have, I don't know if we have his actual words, we have some words that he gave in English, I, I don't have the actual sefer in front of me, I'm looking at secondary or tertiary sources, but if you have a reason, Ramosha says it is good, although Ramosha says, Amidas Chasidus, ideally he says a person should take vacation on Cholomoed and forego vacation during the summer. But if you have a reason, you don't have to do that. If there's no reason, he says, then you should take off on Cholomoed. So Ramosha seems to be making three points. If there's no reason at all, then you, then you really need to take vacation of Cholomoed, on Cholomoed, if you, if you can. If you have a reason, but it's not absolutely essential, then a, 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 a chassid, a pious person, will still try to avoid working on Cholomoed, if he can, will still take his vacation, even if it's not the most convenient. And But from the Ikra Din, if you have a reason for taking vacation later, you can do so. And certainly, if there's a, if there's a real need, then it's possible that even if, if it's really necessary, that it could be even Amidus Hasidus wouldn't apply. That's, that's Ramosha's position. The way of Chaim Jachter summarizes Ramosha's position, it's preferable to forego one summer vacation and use vacation for Cholomoed. But if you need to, then you're allowed to. That's not called Mechavim Lach Cholomoed. And even, even a sense of needing it for your well-being, for your leisure, for your recreation, that's a legitimate need. Although, again, that, the way Rabbi Zucker and Ray Francis quote it, as in Zemidus Hasidus, that you really should, uh, even if you have a reason, you really should try to use, vaca- try to use your vacation for, for Cholomoed. Rabbi Yar Hafman discusses uh, Ramosh's position at some length as well. He says that the he, he, he also he also notes that Post can disagree about this, and he said he but he also points out he makes the point I made earlier, which is what's the consequence of taking a second vacation? What's going to happen to you if your boss will just uh, moderate you? That that's not, might not be enough of a reason. He says if you're going to get fired, obviously that's a reason, but if if he'll just be a little bit annoyed, we have to evaluate how serious will the consequences be. If your boss will be annoyed, then there'll be no immediate automatic consequence, but you may, be, uh, you may not get a raise that you're, that, that you're expecting, you might not get a promotion, you might, you might get uh, less pleasant work assignments. So the, the classic post can, I don't think, clearly discuss, I don't think clearly discuss uh, how bad the negative consequences have to be. Rabbi Hoffman brings from a contemporary work who says that Ramosha was talking about a case where you'd be fired if you took the second vacation. Rabbi Hoffman is not sure. But uh, so, so, so we have to figure out how, to, even, even in the case where you do have a need to take vacation at another time of the year, what happens if we take two vacations? We have to evaluate how bad the consequences will be. Obviously, again, obviously if you lose your job, that's Dover Harvard. If you're not going to lose your job, then, then we have to evaluate how severe the consequences would, would actually be. Other posts can apparently agree to Ramosha as well. Rabbi Jachter brings from Rab Yaakov Kamenetsky, who says that the... Rabbi Kamenetsky agrees to Ramosha. He says, nevertheless, they, even though you're allowed to schedule your vacation for a different time of the year, if you have a reason to do so, if you still have extra vacation time, or you can take an unpaid leave without losing your job, you have to do so, because that's not Dabar Avon anymore. So you, you already took your vacation in the summer, you have a couple of days left over, 
you have to you have to use those for kolamoid. Or if you can take unpaid leave, you have to do that. If a person can take unpaid leave, some jobs allow have have much broader allowances for unpaid leave. You have to do that. The fact that you're going to forfeit part of your salary, that's as we said before, that's what Chazal said you have to do. What Chazal said, don't work in kolamoid. They meant you have to forego the compensation for kolamoid unless unless it rises to the level of davar ha'avon. Merely forfeiting the, that day's compensation is certainly not davar ha'avon. So that's what Rabbi Yaakov said. Rabbi Yaakov said that, you, that if, you, if you have a, a good a reason, a good reason to schedule your vacation for another time of the year, you can do that. But if you have the option of unpaid leave or you have some extra vacation, then you have to do that. You have to use that for a cholamoid. Rabbi Jachter adds as well that even if you have to work a cholamoid, you should limit the hours to the extent that you have a choice about it and to the extent that it's possible. So you really should do what you can to avoid working a cholamoid more than necessary. There are other posts Kim Rabbi Jachter brings who seem to take the stricter view of the Debertziner as well. Rabbi Vadi Yosef, in, quoted in, Yal- in Yalkut Yosef, he says that, that if you have an employee works in a factory, he says, and if there's, if there's a chashash, even a suffix, even a possible, even a possibility that he'll get fired, it doesn't have to be a sure thing. Even if there's a, if there's a real risk to his job, that, that's already enough of a reason to uh, to work on Cholamoid, because he says he establishes that even Suffolk Dover Harvard is enough for a reason. Even a, even a possible Dover Harvard, even the mere chance that there may be uh, a, a possibility of loss, that's a good enough reason to work on Cholamoid. So if there's a chance you'll get fired, or or a chance that maybe the other bad things will happen to you, that that's Dover Harvard. Unless, he says, as long as you can't take vacation. You can't take your annual vacation. The Mashmos of Rav is, if a person could take vacation, he has to do so. That the only time, you, the only time, that's how Rabbi Jackson seems to understand him, the only time you have a legitimate reason to work on Cholamoid is if there is a real danger you'll get fired, and you don't, you don't have the vacation to, to, to take to avoid getting fired. But if you do, but if you do, he says, then you have to take it. Rabbi Jackson understands Ravadi's position to be that the, that you have to use vacation if you have it. In the Sefer, Shmira Shabbos Kelchasa, Rabbi Nurith's great classic on Shabbos and Yom Tov, he says there, if they'll fire you, if they'll fire you, he says, then you're allowed to work on Cholamoit, even though the work itself is not Dover Ovid, you're not doing anything which is going to cause anybody a loss, but if they're going to fire you, you can work on Cholamoit. However, he says, if a person has vacation, he's mechuyiv to use his vacation on Cholamoit. If a person has flexibility in his vacation, he's mechuyiv to take vacation on Cholamoit. He doesn't discuss what happens if it's more convenient to take it some other time, but again, the, the, the simple language of the Shmir Shabbos that's Rabbi Jachter understands as well. The simple language of the Shmir Shabbos is that if a person has the if a person has the option of uh, I don't know if he brings the Shmir Shabbos, but the the Shmir Shabbos Kolchasa some people bring seems to say that if a person has the option of taking of taking vacation, he has to do so. And there's no uh, you have no right to uh, to say I would rather use my vacation at a different time of the year uh, unless it's actually Dabra Avid, you're actually going to lose your job or other types of untoward consequences like that. Absence and a- absence and absence and actual concrete davar ha'avid, there is no heter, and you have to uh, use any vacation that you have. That 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 you have to that you have to use any vacation that you have to avoid uh, to avoid working. Incidentally, the Shmir Shabbos goes on and he says it is prohibited for a Jewish employee to threaten to, a Jewish employer to threaten an employee with termination. In order to make a davar avid, he can't tell his employee, "Look, I'm going to fire you if you don't work," and then the employee will be able to work. Employer is not allowed to do that. One of my one of my siblings once worked for a prominent Jewish company, and this company ran its operations on Cholamoid. 
And my siblings, I think, wanted, my sibling wanted to take off, but uh, it, 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 was, it was a firm company and the, the staff was largely firm and the, the business said, look, you can't do this. If you take off, we, can, we can't run our business this way. If all the firm people, if we would, if we would grant Cholomoid vacation, everyone would take off and we couldn't run the business. So they felt, I guess, from their perspective, it would be Dabar Avid, whether it is or not. As a Debrathina said, Hashem Bochein Levavas, Hashem knows whether it is or it isn't. If it's true that if the business would shut down for a week, there, there would be a significant hefsid, not just loss of income for those few days, then obviously it would be Dabar Avid. Once it is Dabar Avid, and, and, and they tell you you have to work or else you're in trouble, then it's Dabar Avid for you as well. So that, 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 that was the hefter. But the business has to be honest, the business has to decide whether it's genuinely Dabar Havad for it to work on Yantif. If not, it, it, it's not, it's not allowed to make it Dabar Havad by threatening termination. That's not allowed. If, if inherently the work is not Dabar Havad, then they're not allowed to threaten to fire the workers in order to, to make it Dabar Havad. The In the Yalkut Yosef, in the same vein, the Yalkut Yosef talks about a case, talks about newspaper publishing, from newspaper publishing, on, uh, on Chalamoid. So he says, he writes like this, he says that some people have the custom to publish Iton Haredi, to publish a Haredi newspaper on Chalamoid, meaning Jews are going to work on it. There's basis for leniency, he's not willing to say it's absolutely much, but he's saying there's grounds for leniency, because you can argue that that's called Dabar Havad, he says, even though simply foregoing the income for one, for, for one week of issues, one issue would, wouldn't be called Dabar Havad, but he says it's, it's Dabar Havad because they have fixed costs. The, even, if they, even if they let the employees go, they still have other types of costs that are fixed for the week. And if they don't, if they, if they don't sell newspapers for a week, then they're going to suffer all the costs of that week, which are not going to be compensated. Also, he says that maybe it's called Sarche Rabim because since newspapers have such wide circulations, everyone likes to know. And if the public doesn't have newspapers, maybe, I don't know if it's as important as an Eruv, or more important or less important, but maybe it's called Sarche Rabim, he says. And also, he says if they don't find Jewish newspapers, religious newspapers, They'll read bad newspapers, and they'll uh, read free-thinking newspapers full of heresy, and so on, and that's terrible. So for all these reasons, he says, there's, he doesn't want to say it's absolutely mutter, but there's grounds for leniency to continue uh, to, to keep the presses running for a firm newspaper on, uh, for a firm newspaper on Cholomoyd. So the bottom line is, all the posts can agree that to the extent the per- that a person has a choice, he really should use... Certainly paid vacation for Cholomoed. He should even take an unpaid leave of absence on Cholomoed if he can. If for some reason it's more convenient for him to take vacation another time of the year, so posts can vary. Some posts can, the Debertziner, maybe Rav Avadia, the Shmira Shabbos, some posts can are quite strict, and they say, unless you have a genuine need, like a real medical need, you can't do that. You're obligated, certainly if it's, uh, if, if right now it's Cholomoed, you have to use your vacation rather than work, and even if it's the summer, you, you shouldn't take vacation if you know it'll mean that you're going to have to go into the office uh, on Cholomoid. Some posts are quite strict. Other posts are more lenient, or Moshe Feinstein, or Yaakov Kamenetsky, are reported as having said that even if it's not an absolute need, but if, it's, if, you, have, if you have a real reason, if it's more convenient for some reason, then that, then that is a reason for saving your vacation for a different time of the year. What is the minog? I'm not sure. When, when I grew up, when I grew up, my my father worked for IBM, which was uh, a relatively decent company to work for. My father used to be very meticulous about taking vacation on Cholamoid when he could, which, depending on what portion of his career, the, it often was possible. And I grew up that was normal. That was the, I, I I grew up that was standard. That was the right thing to do. That's what a person did. 
And uh, when, when I got older and I got out into the world, I realized that my, that my father's degree of piety was not uh, universally uh, followed. And there is Yeshom Elismok, as we've seen. There are some who have, there are some postings who have various leniencies if a person has a real reason. But everyone agrees, even Ramosha agrees, Midas Chasidus, the right thing to do, if possible, is to take the, to take the vacation on Cholomoid. If a person has a real reason not to, then it's a judgment call. How, some posts can still say it's us, or unless it's an absolute need. And if it's just a preference, it's just a reason and a preference, but it's not an absolute need, it's not a medical necessity, then posts can disagree. And, uh, and, and that, 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 that's a difficult question to answer, whether a person is what the right thing to do is. Somebody once asked me a fascinating variation of this question. Uh, a fellow, a friend of mine here, worked for the federal government. He told me that I don't know what the overall policies are of the of the federal government at large, if there are universal policies, but at least in his in his division, policy interpreted by his uh, his managers, his his area, he said, was that he was he was allowed vacation if he had a, a if he had a religious need to take it. So now we have a fascinating uh, circular conundrum. If the halacha is that he has to work. Under, according to the law, then he's allowed to work because then it's Dover Harvard. If, if they make him work, and otherwise there are consequences, serious consequences, then it's Mutter al Pialacha. On the other hand, if it's Usr al Pialacha, then the job makes, make, makes allowances for him. So now, uh, what do we do? The Halacha says if, 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 the, if the government says you have to, then, then you're allowed to. The government says, if religion says you're not allowed to, then you don't have to. So, it's, so how do we start? Do we say that, the, if that is, as long as the government insists that you have to, religion has no problem with that? Or do we say that as long as religion says you're not allowed to, the government has no problem with that? So what should he tell his boss? Working on Chalamoi, we saw this in Machlok Saposkim in some cases, whether, assuming a person has some vacation, it might even be a Machlok Saposkim. So how do we deal with this particular bit of uh, church-state entanglement? I'm not sure. I wasn't quite sure how to untangle this question. But to the extent that a person has a choice, as we've seen, all the posts can agree it's ideal to take vacation on Cholamoid. But if a person has a reason not to, then uh, there's considerable disagreement among the postkin, whether it's simply an ideal, Amidas Chasidus, or Iker Adin, and that is a, that is a uh, tricky question. Related question, uh, less serious than the question of jobs and taking vacation or working on Cholamoid, is the question of recreational activities on Cholamoid. In general, the rule is that it would seem that something you do for recreation, something a person does for leisure, for enjoyment, should be mutter. So, posts can discuss art, you know, people who do art for, for fun or for recreation or as a hobby, as opposed to a job, there's basis for leniency. In particular, one question which I remember my, my family's rubber, Bishal Reisman, used to like to discuss, is the question of fruit picking, apple picking. In, in, in recent decades, that has become a a classic Cholamoi uh, trip for firm families. Good, wholesome family fun. Take the fun for the whole family. Go out to a... I actually don't think I've ever done it. I've had family members who have done it. I don't know if I ever personally did it, but people like to do this. You go out to... Uh, it, it does have, it does have a, a bit of a feel of, of, uh, of Huckleberry Finn about it, I think, that uh, you, kind of you pay for the privilege of allowing... Uh, for the farm to allow you to pick their fruit, uh, and they sell you the fruit. But, uh, all right. But people consider it fun. I think Ray Reisman likes to make rye. Uh, he likes to make rye uh, sli- slightly cynical comments about what a strange activity it is. But contemporary postkim, contemporary writers discuss this question of whether 
fruit picking or recreational fishing where you don't actually need the fish particularly, whether that is something which is mutter on chalamoid or not. Certainly not davar oven in these cases. Even if your family will be cranky if they don't have a good Cholamoi trip, I don't think anyone's going to say that's called Dover Ha'avid. But the question is, the question is, is this called Malachal Eterah Is this called... Uh, so certainly if you're going to eat the apples that you pick on Yom Tov, if you're going to eat the fish that you catch on Yom Tov, it's Pashit, of course that's Mutter. The question is, what if you are not going to eat the apples that you pick on Yom Tov? You're not going to eat the... You're not, you're not going to do the stuff that, that, that there's no need for them, you're not going to use them. So again, contemporary post-gim disagree. Ramosha says that it's, Ramosha's quoted as saying that it is fundamentally mutter, but l'chatchila you should eat at least some of it on Yom Tov, but basically it's mutter. Once again, the Debertziner is strict. The Debertziner says that you're not allowed to do it, Rosh Hashanah and Orbach, Ravosner are quoted as saying that you are, that you are, uh, that, 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 that you're not allowed to do these things, that, that since you're not doing it for Yom Tov, Again, going through the motions of eating it on Yom Tov, if you're not really interested in on Yom Tov, eating it, uh, I don't know how much of a hatter that is, but the uh, Ramosha holds Mikra din apparently, it's mutter, just, if it's genuine recreation, it's mutter, just ideally you should eat at least some of it on, on Yom Tov as well. But a number of other posts are quoted as saying, the, the Debertziner, Shlomo Zaman Orbach, and Ravosner are all quoted as saying that the, that the, that, that it's Austria, that you really shouldn't do that. Rabbi Jachter quotes Ramosha as saying that recreational fishing and music lessons are mutra and chalamari because recreation is not only within the letter of the law, it's within the spirit of the law as well, he says. However, he notes that the Yushalmi says that chalamari is really is a time for both recre- recreation and Torah study, and the Yushalmi is critical of those, of those who engage solely in recreation and don't devote considerable time to Torah study. So again, kalarim yasabadas, a person, some recreation is, is, is healthy, all work and no play and so on, and time for families to, to enjoy each other's company. On the other hand, a person has to remember that Chalamoid is a time for Torah, and uh, Chalamoid is a time for Torah, so that, that is, uh, that, 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 and that is what we have fulfilled tonight. I'm, I'm not saying tonight is enough, but that's at least what we have uh, done, at least a partial fulfillment of uh, this evening.